really good podcast this week. Um, have a listen to how a lifelong yoga practitioner and an ex-NFL pro have come together to build something really amazing, no pun intended. Um, I'm really more fascinating is, is how they've, they've massively pivoted their business model during the pandemic um, based on, on people visiting their, their studios and, their, and holding in-person classes. They've really started to up their game and offering more and more virtual digital experiences. And probably that's how the future of amazing yoga is going to shape out. It's going to be massively different uh, to anything that they were they were thinking in coming into 2020. And it's really interesting to hear how they how they're making that happen and, and really scaling their their business worldwide. So fun conversation with Karen and Sean. Great to hear how they've established and grown amazing yoga. Uh, their passion for what they've built built on some really strong principles it, it's really motivational um, and actually doing some of their classes good for the mind body and soul as well so thank you Sean and Karen uh, enjoy this thing. why don't we kick off with tell, tell me a bit more about yourselves amazing yoga your mission how you've arrived where you are right now um, so, um, I just wanted to thank you, James, first, um, for, for initiating this and for having this conversation. I do agree with you that it's, um, it's also more important than ever. And I think that we found the value is that since our businesses are closed is staying connected with, with their, your people, with your community is your family is more important than ever right now. And, and so, uh. So I just want to thank you for allowing us to have this conversation. Great to have you on. But um, yeah, amazing yoga. I mean, we, uh, we've been in business now before yoga was what it is today. It was like 25 years ago, we've opened up the studio and, and the transformation that's happened in yoga and meditation community, it seems like more relevant now than almost ever before because people are just really needing tools to feel safe and to feel healthy and to get some headspace. And especially because there's a lot of fear and anxiety. And I mean, us too, because, you know, having a business closed and uncertainty is that all of the tools that we've been teaching and practicing for amazing yoga seem to be more relevant than ever. So it gives people, you know, something to rely on, you know, something as part of their day to, to allow them to some more clarity and stress relief and to stay healthy. But I think that Sean can probably speak a little bit to our mission as a studio. Oh, yeah. So, well, I think when, when, we, when we first opened, like Kara was mentioned, it was quite a while ago, um, yoga wasn't, uh, wasn't mainstream quite yet. It, so it was around 2000. And, um, you know, there was that first emergence of, of yoga in the 60s with the Beatles. But then it, then it kind of went underground. Um, and it never really uh, went beyond something that was just kind of considered weird and out there. Um, so when there was this reemergence of yoga, I guess you could call it like more contemporary yoga is when we got into it around, um, uh, 2000, we, uh, were lucky enough to have a yoga teacher that the style that he taught was very accessible. So that's really been, we, we learned a lot from him. His name was Baron Baptiste in terms of making yoga accessible. And I think nowadays it's, it's, it's become super accessible and, seems like everybody's doing it. There's commercials about it. Um, people talking now, you know, with the whole quarantine, like, you know, what, what, you know, everyone's doing zoom classes and zooms become like this household name. Um, 
So I think for us, just, you know, our, our mission has always been just to make it as, as accessible as possible because it, it used to be very intimidating. I think now that is, is less of a case, less the, uh, um, uh, less the case, but now um, I think it's even come to the point now where people are now even uh, interested in meditation. So that's all we're trying to do now is just continue to make it as accessible as possible, keep it simple. Cause I think people are finding that it's just, uh, even if it's something they just do once or twice a week, you know, 15, 20 minutes a day, um, is that it's helping them something that they can find more than just a physical workout, but it's something they can actually use as, let's say, um, preventative medicine, you know, to deal with the stress. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really, I, I, the access, accessibility piece is for me to say, uh, is really interesting because um, I, I think my my personal view on yoga is, was probably exactly what you just said was the, you know, the, the image that you got was it was these incredibly fit, healthy, streamlined individuals that could stretch their legs right over right, their exactly. head. Yeah. And, and, and someone like me would look at that and go, well, I can't do that. It's not for me. Um, and I had a real eye opener in the summer in, in Boston when I was over and there was probably 50 to 100 people just all doing yoga in the in a, a, a patch of grass in the middle of Boston. <laughs> you can't get more accessible than doing it out in a public park where anyone could just take a mat and join in and there were people of all shapes, sizes, ages just doing it. One of the things that we've continued to do to switch our business is we've been offering a few Instagram live classes which, you know, has never been the way that we've ever taught yoga is, you know, just, you know, via looking at a phone. But, um, you know, it's weirdly had a wonderful connection, how to stay connected with your community. And I think that that's like the biggest thing from like, you know, from our standpoint is that we want our community to still feel connected, yeah. even though we can't be together. And so, and so I imagine in a very short period of time, a, a serious amount of change into your, how, how you guys have been operating as a business and, and people uh, as individuals. Um, what, has, it, has it been painful? Has it been easy, successful? Kind of describe a little bit your, your journey in, in this environment the last few weeks. Yeah, I, I, th I think we've been going through stages. I, th I think the first stage was uh, uh, painful for a lot of reasons, like painful, confusion, <laughs> uncertain we, we we closed our studio we made the decision to close our studio um a couple days before like the um the city of pittsburgh um where we live ordered it it just it just got to the point where we were trying to um you know take our cleaning to like you know the, the next you know next level the next level the next level um and we were starting to learn more and more about the virus where just it just didn't you know make any sense so so closing the business without being ordering to was something that just um, was, was, you know, we knew we were doing the right thing, but it was just actually closing our business was something we never imagined that we would ever do, you know, mm -hmm. at, 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 at our age. Um, so, but then once we got through that, it was probably like a good week because I think there was just, you know, so much confusion just going internationally, just, you know, feeling all that. Um, uh, I think once we got to the acceptance stage, I'm not quite sure when that point was, then we realized, well, hey, I think we can um, somehow make a positive out of this. We, we did have an online platform already. We had maybe, I don't know, maybe 50 classes on there. And we just decided like, hey, we just have, at least for now, we have to embrace ourselves being a, uh, a virtual yoga studio. And it's actually gone 
much better than we imagined. I mean, the, the, the amount of people doing it has, has been far more than we thought. Um, we've never, I mean, we, we, we have an Instagram account, but we've never really embraced it because we believe more in like the, the personal one-on-one connections. But we've discovered that, you know, for a lot of people, a lot of people get a lot of fulfillment out of connecting um, on social media. So we've just, you know, we've discovered out of this that we're going to embrace that a little bit more. Um, there's also a lot of people who just don't even have the option of going to, to a yoga studio. Like for them, you know, maybe they're a busy mom, they just can't make it, or maybe it's monetary because um, our online classes are $15 a month post, as, as opposed to about $100 a month in person. Some people prefer to actually not, you know, be in a room full of strangers to do their yoga. So we're, we're discovering is that there's, there's really no, we, you know, to think more out of the box that, you know, you know, there's different ways how people want to, to do their yoga. So um, we're learning a lot. And we're also learning a lot about technology now too, which we were, you know, Karen and I kind of toggle the world of being old school yoga teachers because we've been doing it for a while. Yet at the same time, we want to embrace the new. So we're, we're finding a balance of, a balance of both in this whole process. What's uh, what kind of what kind of platforms have you been uh, exploring? Have you, have you got any favorites? Anything that you were? Well, yeah. So we use this company. We used to use Vimeo, which was great. Um, it just didn't have too many options. It was um, it was it was a little too basic for what we're doing for for yoga classes. So we moved over to a company called UScreen, which is um, fairly new. I believe they're based out of Australia, but they're. Um, uh, uh, they've been perfect for us. So that's what we've been using. And of course, we've been using Instagram and Facebook, but mainly um, our online classes on Uscreen. Cool. And and so so I, I guess it's uh, it's probably too early to say because we're not out of it yet, but has this changed your business model forever, do you think? Um, I think so. Um, I, I think that we're discovering that there's, there, there's more that we can offer um, online. There's more that we can offer on Instagram. I mean, there, there's no doubt that like, you know, our, our favorite way of, of, of sharing yoga will be in person. But I think now that we're, we've, we've opened it up beyond, I think we'll, the, the online platform was something that was just something that we kind of just did for fun. It was just like a little extra for the studio just to give um, our students something to do like while they went on vacation. But now I see it, you know, so maybe let's just say it was maybe something we put like 10% of our efforts into our energy. But I would say when this is when, you know, assuming we get back to normal someday, I think it's going to be, you know, maybe one fourth of our, of, of our energy, maybe even more because we're now that we're focusing more on it, we're seeing that there's so many, like we're, we're going to start offering programs on there. Like Karen's going to offer like a five day women's program on there. I'm going to put together, um, like a um, like a meditation challenge where you know like like a, like ten meditation classes ten minutes each over ten days, so these are a lot of things that we could actually never um, really offer in a studio that mm. we could, that could only be offered online. So we just see this as something that we're just going to start to uh, expand with. You know, also a nice surprise part of that too has been like when we teach in our studio, we we connect with our community, but we have. Uh, you know, we've been running teacher trainings and retreats at different places all over the world. And the surprising thing is that there's been a lot of people who've been reconnecting with us that live, you know, in different states and in different countries that have been able to participate in our classes live, like on Instagram, and sort of have brought back into our community that have, you know, typically have sort of dropped out because, you know, they can't be with us physically because they've moved. So that's been a really nice way of just sort of rekindling those those relationships, those clients. 
Yeah, it, it's so true, isn't it? I, 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 I so just kind of looking inwardly at our business, something, something you just said resonated with me. I, I think most, if not all, businesses, um, that initial phase of, of oh dear, what do we do? Um, you know, the, I, I wouldn't call it a panic. I think some businesses probably did panic, but there were some really hard decisions that had to be made. And what we've found is we, we had to make some very difficult choices and it's not pleasant, but actually, you, you, you know, from a commercial perspective, the, the needs of the many outweigh the few is probably the, the, the same that kind of came to my mind when we looked at the decisions we were making. But it's almost now we're in this phase of, right, we've done that, that's behind us. Now look for the positives, look for the opportunities. How do you push on? How do you embrace what you've learned in this period and actually use that to drive the momentum forward? Um, and it kind of feels like you guys have done the same thing is what have we learned? What have we adapted? What are we doing now and enjoying that we probably didn't even think about six weeks ago? That's how fast this thing has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, that's, that's maybe I'm just foolishly optimistic and blindly believing that the world will always be a better place after things like this but um i think that's the opportunity for every business out there is to embrace embrace what they've learned and move on mm-hmm. um, adaptability you know it's okay. like we all you know as businesses like the one thing we learn is like it always has to be fluid and mm. so you know it's like trying to adapt to the current changing situations is is sort of the key i think for success for any for anyone in their personal and professionally clearly this, this this the business came from a love of yoga um tell me about how how you guys found yoga and, and the meditation piece on a personal level and how that bubbled up into a business because it's clearly a passion of yours first a business second well i think that um, my mom actually introduced me to yoga when i was uh pregnant with sadie and so I was young and we were, uh, we weren't married. And so there was like a challenge in that, that she introduced me to yoga and it really helped me to get through a challenging time. And so I really opened up the studio because I realized so many people have so many challenges and it gave me a relief and a clarity and a sense of purpose that I didn't actually anticipate. So I just felt like it's like one of those things when something works for you you feel really inspired to be able to give it to other people so that was initially where sort of the the love of the practice came and i thought i can really help other people going through challenges in their lives so that was like the initial part of it and then at the time um you know sean i don't know if you know this but um he was uh he was playing football and had had a an injury that had had really inhibited him moving forward. So I'll, I'll hand this over to you oh. so you can share that story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how I got into it was, um, you know, Karen um, was 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 super into it. She actually tried to get me into it for for many years. I was um, um, professional football player in, in the mid '90s for um, four or five years, and I had all kinds of injuries. Karen tried to get me into yoga while I was playing, which would have been super beneficial, but. Um, this was at a time when, you know, yoga was just, just, just not considered, you know, cool, hip, anything like that. Um, so once my career ended and and when my career did end, I I went through like a lot of like the whole, like self-loathing, didn't know what I wanted to do next with my life. Um, when I did start to practice, I never really knew the benefits till after I was doing it for a while. I I just stuck with it because it felt good 
physically to like move my body and help heal injuries. But what I discovered later was that it wasn't just what got me really hooked on it long-term was not just physical benefits, but just doing the yoga, doing the breathing. And these were things that were, I was pretty resistant to like when I'd hear like Karen or the yoga teachers say breathe, then you know, it just sound kind of hokey to me. But then what I realized is over time, it was actually giving me um, some headspace. You know, at that time I was just, you know, in my mid twenties and singularly focused on, you know, being an NFL football player. Then after that, I was singularly focused on being, um, I worked in the pharmaceutical biotech industry. I was always focused on being like the number one salesman. But then when I realized the more I did yoga, it actually gave me a little headspace. And then I'd start to notice outside of yoga that I, you know, my mind wasn't as busy and started just to look at things like with a different perspective, instead of being all about being goal oriented, I started to notice that my mind was more focused on just, you know, being in the moment, like actually like being in presence with my kids, actually, um, you know, being a li better listener, being more patient, um, you know, being more about, um, you know, just getting the most out of life versus like always trying to like get somewhere. And it was, it was kind of, like I said, the weirdest thing about it wasn't something I would actually discover on while I was doing the yoga, it would happen outside. But, but, but then the more I got into yoga, I realized or, yeah, talking to other people who were doing yoga, they all had similar stories. Um, mm -hmm. You know, not exactly how, how mine went, but similar stories in terms of they would start to discover that the yoga helped their mind outside of it so yeah. maybe like it was as a mother going through a divorce she discovered that yoga helped her not be as as reactive to it or maybe not as judgmental or, or so forth so um that's what's kept me hooked on it for, for all these years it's a really interesting point there around you know to, to to reach the level um that you did in in, in football I, I i think most of us who don't make it make it to that level assume that there is a, a level of single-mindedness, competitiveness, ruthlessness, if you want, that without it, you can't reach that level. But I, I kind of reading between what you've just said is that actually, if you have been had, had yoga then, not just from an injury perspective, but from a, a I guess, from a, a, a mental uh, and emotional intelligence perspective, actually, you, you may have been to do more that if you'd had that mindset of, it's okay to enjoy this, not just be good at it you uh might go have gone further is, is that something that you think more modern sports professionals are, are starting to embrace um yeah i i do i i i don't follow the nfl as much as i used to but what i do i follow it more from i guess like a non um uh uh, not so much as a fan, but more as like, like just watching them as like, as like people now, for, for example, like, um, um, uh, I, I pay attention closely to like the stories about players like retiring earlier, um, you know, with the CTE now that the NFL has changed in terms of the, I think the players have finally, um, you know, especially with the CTE story, have, have figured out that the NFL is not, is really not their, their, their best friend, even though it gives them a job. Um, that they need to take care of themselves and make decisions um, that benefit them. So, so players are now starting to um, retire earlier in the NFL. They are also pushing for less um, practice time. So the, the, the game is definitely shifting where I think the game is, is becoming softer, and that's because the players um, have decided to take better care of themselves. You know, they, 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 you know, they of course, have to push – 
uh, the NFL for this, but it's, it's, it, the change is definitely happening. Yeah. And that sounds like a good thing that it's not, you know, win at all costs, put body on the line. It should, yeah. it should be, should be able to look back on a career, whatever the career is in this case, sports and be proud. Um, right. But also the other, the other thing I'm, I'm picking up here is, is purpose. Um, we're doing these things for a purpose, not just because we can. Um, and again, that, that feels to me that's what your, your, your amazing yoga business was built out of purpose and the desire to help the community and to help people live healthier, lead better lives, if that's the right phrase. Um, and, and on some of the other conversations that I've been having, we've been talking about the brands out there at the moment who uh, are profit first. And they're the ones who are still open, still making their workers go to work, putting them at risk. Um, and they're the businesses that will be remembered for all the wrong reasons in a few months. Um, whereas if their purpose was community driven, was about the greater good, they've actually probably rest easier in a few years when they look back and, and look at the decisions that they're making right now. And are they the right ones for the right reasons? Um, you know, but at the same time, it's not me that's got to make the decisions. So it's up to them. Yeah, and it's certainly making us reevaluate the things that are important in our lives. I feel like that's doing that for everyone. Um, what, what other stuff have you been doing as a family? Um, kind of, it'd be really interesting, as, you know, kind of the different dynamic you guys have as a family versus mine, for instance. It'd just be, how, how have you handled it as a family this whole lockdown? Um, well, I have to say that one of the really nice side effects of all of us being together again, it actually feels like, I mean, it, it, at this point in our lives, having kids that are older and, you know, they're always like at a sports thing or, you know, right now my son would be in baseball season, my daughter would be in lacrosse and my other daughter would be graduating. We would be so much busier. And so the upside has been that we sit down and everybody sits down at dinner. We've had a lot more of that kind of family interaction that normally wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, time wouldn't allow. So I've really enjoyed that made us, you know, sort of slow down and eat together. And I think that's a really something that I miss, like when, when having a lot of kids and having a busy life. Yeah. Um, so, so meals. So I, I, I another one, I, I think the, the healthy eating has been uh, something that we've, we've got better at since we've been in lockdown, because I think, again, you take for granted the ability to just go to the shop and buy something that you fancy and we've been having to put meals together that we know are good for the kids good for us mm -hmm. actually getting shopping has been somewhat of a nightmare in the uk you, you can't get in the shops you can't get home deliveries you can't get so you're relying on the convenience store up the road um what benefits do people get from cooking meals more than get takeaways and restaurants and I guess both mental and physical and, and have you got any any advice on the types of food that we should be eating when we're stuck indoors for so long? I mean I think that the truth is is that just eating at home and cooking at home is just so much healthier than ordering out anyway so whatever you make at home always seems to be healthier than anything that you would order. Yeah that's true the, the convenience of we have tried theme nights but that hasn't really happened like an Italian night taco tuesday night mm -hmm. that was like the big plan that we're going to do a different theme every night but that didn't really happen but maybe we should try to we should bring back again. our theme nights there you go 
Well, we, we, I, just, I don't know. I don't know what it's like where you are, but we we had our shift today, another three weeks of lockdown in the UK. So um, you, we've got to do something to mix it up. Um, right. maybe, maybe we'll try that. Um, the other thing, I, the other thing I've noticed is um, the environment. So so we had. So I live in a, a quite a small village. Um, there's, there's like four thousand people live where I live. Um, which always sounds like a lot to me. And then we, and, and we're allowed out for one hour a day. It sounds like we're in prison. We get one hour a day yet. So, um, so we've been taken to doing a walk around the village and there's a duck pond and every day we go and feed the ducks and they just said ducklings and it's very nice and, and tranquil. But for the first time in like three weeks, a plane flew over mm. and we were like, what is that? <laughs> and we hadn't realized that we just hadn't heard any planes for three weeks. And then you look up to the sky and it's nice and clear and, the you know there's been hardly any cars on the road and it's it's just for the environment i think again looking for the positives i, I think all all of us either will be or should be it's probably just a bit more appreciative of what we've got around us as we come out of this thing. i i saw on the news the other day i don't know if this was um uh in england or scotland that the, the goats are just walking through the villages now yep they're not afraid of people to be afraid of they just walk through the town <laughs> yeah there's that there was um i saw something in venice that there was i think it was some dolphins swimming along the canal you could see that the water is clear in venice yeah um you can see the himalayas from either india or yeah so all of these things and again it's it's a, a, a tremendous human cost you know lots of lives have been lost so it's very sad and it's not great and it's economic but yeah, it's like that silver lining. I mean, it's definitely true. It's like when you, you know, my son and I have actually been going on bike rides too. That's been our other new thing that we do. Yeah. We've been going on lots of walks. Our dog is extremely happy. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, there are, there are good things. You know, we, I, I mean, just again, just that Sadie, I, I never do a daily exercise until now because actually that is the thing that I look forward to the most now. So, you know, that's, that's a complete mindset change for me. I look forward to my daily exercise, whereas before I used to play, uh, I used to play a weekly game of real football. Um, that's got stopped, so I've replaced it with going on two, three mile walks with the family and feeding ducks, which doesn't sound like the same thing remotely, but actually it's that that physical opportunity to get out, stretch the legs, get some fresh air. That is fresh for a change. Um, so. It would be remiss of me not to give uh, an opportunity for you to to do a bit of a, a bit of a plug. So you've been doing the weekly live yoga classes. Where where can we find them? How do people access them? Um, you can find them at amazingyoga.net, and we um, our, our our website now is basically just gears you towards the uh, the yoga classes. It's amazing yoga. It's online at amazing yoga. Great stuff. And and am I right? I think you've got a book as well. Um, we do have a book that we wrote together, um, but Sean also has a book coming out in July. Well, um, thank you so much. Yeah, we for, really appreciate it. We really it. It appreciate fun. it. Yeah, it was so nice to be able to, to speak with you. Yeah, no, I appreciate you taking the time out. Um, I've really enjoyed the chat. I, 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 I promise you I'm going to try some, some of your yoga. I, I will do it. <laughs> um, I won't go as far as committing to recording myself doing it, but I will, <laughs> I will maybe get my, my wife to take a picture as proof that I've tried it. But yeah, no, it's been, I, I really appreciate your time. It's been, it's been great to meet you, to talk to you. Um, really interesting what you guys are doing. And thank you all. Have a, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, James. Yeah, you Good too. luck. Thank you. You too. Okay. Cheers. Bye now. Okay, cheers. cheers. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye, James. Bye. -bye. Bye.